The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, uh, won't be with us on this call, but I'll give you some of her uh, important information. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always have uh, exciting guests, people who are on the cutting edge of things. And uh, today we're really excited to have Kevin Eikenberry. Some years back we interviewed Kevin, and he's a uh, recognized world expert on leadership development and learning. And he is the chief potential officer, the CPO of his company, the Kevin Eikenberry Group. And Kevin has spent the last 20 years helping organizations across America and clients from around the world on leadership and learning, helping teams and teamwork, helping people be more creative, and much more. He's got a great list of clients. Uh, some of them include Aramac, American Red Cross, um, Bell Helicopter, Chevron, Invesco, John Deere uh, at Purdue University, Sears in Canada, Southwest Airlines, uh, U.S. Marine Corps, U.S. the U.S. Mint, Verizon, and many more. He's a frequent presenter at professional conferences and a sought-after keynote. He currently serves on two boards of directors in order to contribute and really hone down his leadership skills uh, in that kind of setting to add a an additional dimension to his experiences. He is the best-selling author of uh, one of his books, Remarkable Leadership, and another one's called Vantage Points uh, on Learning and Life. And today we're going to be talking about a book that's just coming out. Uh, I think you'll tell us probably. T- I think it's maybe tomorrow. Um, called From Bud to Boss: Secrets of the Successful Transition to a Remarkable Leader. And he also has three electronic newsletters, a blog collectively read by over 40,000 people worldwide. And so you can learn more about Kevin and his organization at http uh, slash kevineikenberry.com. So let me just tell you a little bit about <clears throat> Kathy. She's not here, but she typically uh, is. And Kathy coaches leading executives and entire companies. She has a proven happiness equals profit strategy. She's authored multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know. She has a number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. And she touches millions of uh, folks as a speaker, TV, and radio and media personality. She also has an ABC show that she's on right now called The Morning Blend. And you can visit her at h2cleadership.com for her free downloads. And myself, Dr. Rowan Nadler, I'm a uh, master certified coach, a psychologist, corporate leadership team trainer, 
And my focus really is around emotional intelligence, bringing emotional intelligence to organizations I work with. Uh, my most recent book is called Leading with Emotional Intelligence. It has about 100 uh, tools and strategies to help performers perform in the top 10%. My website is www.truenorthleadership.com. There's some free downloads there. Typically, we like to talk about um, leadership and why leadership is so important. And we've noticed, and we'll get Kevin to kind of comment about this, that there is a brain drain going on these days. America has lost 8 million jobs because of the Great Recession. We have baby boomers retiring. And then we also have the Gen Xers who are moving into this position who often have lower emotional intelligence. So we're losing brains. We're losing brains with emotional intelligence and the new group coming in um, just usually because the technology has a little less uh, of emotional intelligence. So great opportunities for coaching, leadership, um, and training. And we talk about leaders because we know leaders have anywhere from 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And the reason that is is emotions are contagious. And so the goal here at Leadership Development News is to try to get more people to get into the top 10%. The top 10% is a tipping point of sorts, meaning that if you can get more people in the top 10%, a lot of the research shows they're twice as valuable to the bottom line as someone in the 89th percentile. So how do you get more people into the top 10%? And that's a lot of what we'll focus on uh, with Kevin here. Kathy and I have a series of trainings and webinars at www.xcel, and that's xcelinstitute.com. And one of Kathy's sweet spots in what we do here at Leadership Development News is just spreading the word, you know, about uh, that happiness has a set point. 50% of your happiness is genetic. 40% comes from habits of mind and practice, and that's what we'll hear from Kevin. 10% is a situation. Most of us may think it's more than the, the 10%, but there's all a bunch of things that we can do. And so let me also mention about Kevin. One of the other things he has, is, aside from being a contributing author to 20 other books, is a leadership tweet. It's a collection of short leadership ideas originally written and published on Twitter. So we'll hear a little bit more about that. So, Kevin, welcome to the call here. Really, I'm glad to be with you today. I'm glad to be back with you, actually. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I know that was fun before. We'll have a good conversation, given that we're both in organizations and hopefully, um, you know, spreading the word about good leadership development. So tell us a little bit, first, maybe about your, you know, your kind of background, who's influenced you, and then we'll get into more of the specifics of this of the book. Sure. So um, I... I grew up on a farm in Michigan, and so I have some pretty unique experiences that, uh, you know, I think all of our growing up shape who we are, and and, and mine certainly, and that's certainly true for me. Um, the reason that I mention that as it relates to leadership is a couplefold. Number one, because our farm was not just a farm, as a family farm, but we had a related farm business or two as well. Hmm. So I got the chance to watch uh, a leader, that being my dad, every day, you know, um, at the kitchen table, but also out, uh, outside and doing things. And from a very young age, I had the chance to lead others, most of whom were older than me, mm. in a variety of situations. And mm-hmm. the third piece of that is that I got the chance to spend time with my dad as he hung out with or, you know, was spending time with other business wow. owners. So I got the chance, you know, from a pretty young age to not only be heavily involved in a business and have things that I did have make an impact on the bottom line, but also had the chance to lead 
and learn those skills through observation and through practice. So I feel very blessed to have all of that happen, you know, starting long before uh, long before college started, let alone once I was in college. You know, that's, so. that, that's great. You know, one of my bigger clients now are a bunch of farmers, uh, you know, technologically very sound. What, what kind of things did you grow on your farm? Well, we had um, a number of a number of crops that we grew: corn, uh, soybeans, sunflowers, wheat, and, and green beans, and and other and other things. And we raised we raised uh, raised hogs, and we had a couple of farm related businesses as well. So we stayed pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's great because I have this client there. Uh, they are in the berry business, and just all the factors, you know, just it being an outside business. So you got a chance to see kind of your dad dealing with. You know, most of us are in inside businesses, you know, all the weather and the climate and the wind and all that stuff that can come about. Absolutely. So, you know, it gives you the chance to see that w- w- while this is true for all of us, it's it's obviously true in, in agriculture that um, there are factors outside of our control. Yeah. Right? And while that's true for everyone, um, the weather is one of those things that's truly, truly, truly outside of our control, so, yeah. or even our ability to influence for the most part. So um, you get the chance to learn some some lessons there as well. But you know, so if you want to talk about influential le- leaders, certainly my father would be one, and some of the other folks that I um, interacted with as a kid and as a uh, as a young adult. Uh, and I was blessed when I worked in corporate America to have two or three really, really fine. Uh, folks that I worked for that were also influential in, in my uh, approach and in my understanding of what it meant to be a leader. Oh, that's great. Well, I think that that modeling effect is so important, and, you, and you're so fortunate. I would I remember reading somewhere in in my graduate program that the average parents uh, spend about 16 minutes with their kids, you know, a day. And in those 16 minutes, probably, you know, 14 of them are logistics. Okay, what time do you get out of soccer <laughs> practice tomorrow? And I thought you were going to empty the dishwasher and all that stuff. Do you, do you have kids? I do, and um, and I think I do better than 16. Um, <laughs> and, and I can tell you, I, I probably had more than 16 with my dad just on logistics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, no, very, very much more time than that most all of the time. Yeah. So very, well, very much engaged. And, again, not just, you know, um, I often say, really, that as we become better leaders, we become better human beings. And certainly the connections between being a parent and being a leader are are many. Yeah. They are not the same thing, of course, but there are many commonalities. And so I got the chance to observe you know, my father, and not just as a father, but as a business owner and right. as a community leader and all of those sorts of things. So it was a very, a very full and, and valuable sort of approach. Yeah, that's great. Why do I look for any opportunities now? I have two kids, uh, 17 and 13. Now they're moving into the teenage hell years. But um, any opportunities where they can come and either watch or see kind of what I do, but it's so limited. I'm sure it's the same for you. You're either giving talks and they're not necessarily in the audience or you're worth working in an organization and, you know, it's not like they get a chance to follow you around. So. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, good. Um, <clears throat> so tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, I know um, – 
your book, Remarkable Leader, and you had and a lot of your training was all around <clears throat> some of the key areas about being a remarkable leader. But tell us about this new book and maybe how this came about. And it sounds like you have a co-author on this too. I do. So um, a couple, couple things. First of all, you said earlier about when the book comes out, and it does come out tomorrow when you and I are taping this. <laughs> when it's live, it will be. You know, when when people are hearing our words, it, it, it released last week on February the fifteenth. So I do have a co-author on this book. His name is Guy Harris, and he works with me. And uh, the story of writing the book is is really threefold. Number one, uh, we identified in all of our work that there was a big need to help um, new leaders be more effective. That, you know, as uh, the demographics of the workplace changes. We've had very, very flat organizations for a long time. So a lot of, used to be that when people got promoted to leadership, they got promoted with a smaller team. Uh, they got promoted earlier because there were more layers, right, or or that sort of thing. So now we've got people making this transition and, and you know and having six, eight, ten, twelve direct reports right when they when they uh, move into leadership for the first time. So it's tough. Um, we were finding this happening in organizations. We were finding it and talking to individual leaders, and we had the opportunity with a, a partner of ours to build a workshop that's now delivered around the country, both publicly and uh, on site, um, called the Bud DeWoss Boss Workshop. And that workshop, um, when we decided to build the workshop, we decided to write the book. And so um, we really were clear that the, there was a market for the book, that there was a need for the book. And we felt that one of the things that was missing in the in the literature, really, if you would, is that uh, not just about being a new supervisor, but about the transition. How do you deal with the fact that you've been a peer and now you're the boss? And so, you know, that's really why we wrote the book, to help people in that situation be more successful and to help those that are leading those people be more successful as well. Well, this is great. I'm really excited about uh, getting into this. We're going to uh, go to a break. Right now, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll get into this whole transition from Bud to Boss. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Kevin Eikenberry. His new book just came out and uh, from Bud the Boss. And maybe before we go too much further, Kevin, because um, we're going to get into the specifics about that, and I think um, I'm really interested. I have a couple clients right now who are right in the middle of that transition. What I love about doing this show is I get information from you and from other, <laughs> other great people, and I, I can turn around in the next conversation and say, you know, oh, here's some things, and then why don't you go to support that by the book. So first, where, where can people get uh, from Bud the Boss book? Well, they can get the book at their favorite online reseller, wherever that might be, okay. right? And, and and they can also learn more about the book, get an excerpt of the book and more by going to um, from Bud to boss.com. That's from Bud T-O boss.com. You say what, T-O? So from from Bud, Bud oh. to Boss, as oh, opposed two. to numeral two. So it's from oh, okay. Bud <laughs> to Boss and, uh, dot com. And uh, so that's sort of the home page, home site for the book, and excerpts of the book, reviews of the book, oh, and cool. lots of other great stuff there. If I may, we, we've we built this really as more, and I think you know, as more than just a book. We've also, uh, I mentioned before the break about the, the workshops that we deliver, but we also have an online community uh, at Bud to bosscommunity.com where people can they can gain access to a lot of great leadership development materials for free just by going in and signing up but once they have a book it unlocks a whole lot of more material uh, and ways to interact with us and other experts inside of that community as well at bud to bosscommunity.com perfect well, so let's get into this, and I know it's a big, it's a big issue. Um, you know, think about it. Like I said I have some clients, and, and I think what's, what you've seen, I've seen in a lot of organizations, someone's a great individual performer, so they have a lot of buds, and then because they're such a great individual performer, all of a sudden someone says, "Hey, you know what? Maybe you could lead other people." And and sometimes, you know, I say it's just almost unfair because you have certifications, you have experience, you have all this stuff in leading yourself, and then you get thrown into leading others without all that requisite skills. 
Well, you know, that's how it almost always happens, right? We take the best tactician, the best practitioner, the best salesperson, the best accountant, and we make the best IT person, and we make them the new boss. Um, it seems that that's the only way we know how to judge who's the best person to move in. And, and so what happens is we take an expert and make them a leader, which is which isn't necessarily bad, except that what this person's always been rewarded for, gotten feedback, positive feedback on, and feels great about is the work that is no long that that should no longer be the focus of their work. That's one of the big challenges of this transition, right? Is that we want to do what we're good at, what we're comfortable with, what we've been rewarded for, and so we tend to human nature tends us to want to do the work rather than lead the work. And so that's one of the many challenges of the transition. So I know that's, that is really challenging. Um, and so maybe kind of walk us through. So, and I know one of the things that I've seen stuff before about uh, how does someone um, make that transition. So let's say someone just gets this promotion. Um, now they're going to be the boss. <clears throat> I'm sure they're, they're nervous. They're anxious. It's probably not as obvious as you, as you and I are just saying that, oh, you know, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and, you know, we come and say, well, you know, it's, it, we try to normalize that, but for them they probably think it's abnormal that they don't know how to do it. So, how to, so what's some of the first things that, that people can, can do with this? Well, I think there's a number of conversations that they need to have. Well, first of all, I think that there, first of all, I think they have to recognize that there are three transitions that we're making, whether you realize it or not. One is the transition of, of, of relationships, right? I used to be your peer, now I'm your boss. I used to, you used to be uh, just someone else in the organization, now you're my new peer. Uh, you have a new boss. You have a new set of relationships within the organization. So, the relationship shift is one of the changes. Another shift is the role shift, like. I need to learn new skills now. Whether you realize it or not, you're going to figure it out after before too long, right? That you're right. going to get into this new role and figure out that you're struggling or that things aren't as easy as you thought or you don't really know what to do in certain situations. So there's a there's a transition of of roles and skills. And then the third transition is the transition of perspective. That you know when you're uh when you're an individual contributor, even if you're a rock star individual contributor, you're thinking about the work, you're thinking about you know the things that make up your work. You don't have a perspective necessarily, or certainly not for sure, uh, about what's what's best in the organization, what's going on in the organization. You don't have a perspective mm-hmm. about change that you necessarily have as a leader. Communication lines and importance of it changes. Um, you've never really thought about coaching the way you need to think about coaching now, right? So we could go on down a list. Yeah. Your role and your perspective about teams and teamwork and meetings and all of those things all change. And those are subtle changes that you don't notice immediately. You don't even realize consciously maybe for a long time. And they are oftentimes the things, the blocks that are in your way of being successful. So those are three sets of transitions, and we haven't even gotten to what you, your real question, I guess, which was, so what do we do once we right, right. happen? Right, right. So, so let me just kind of highlight. So would you say are these kind of the – these are the, the challenges that people yeah, have? Yeah, I think these are three of the big challenges because they are the – you know, they're the, yeah. they're, the, they're the big shifts, right? And, and, of course, the one of those that, that we, we keep sort of mentioning without really getting into is – like, seriously, how do I deal with the guy or gal that used to be my friend right. that we went out for beers or coffee or pizza, yep. and now I'm going to do their performance review? Um, or I have to give them some tough feedback. Or yeah. I yeah. can't talk to them about everything like I did before. Or I don't want to engage in the conversations about 
management anymore. And and so, you know, that's a big shift. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just, I got someone in mind that I'm just thinking of that now has uh, two or three uh, people who were peers, and he got he got promoted. And it's probably some of the last uh, was the last coaching conversation I had with him. But so, what? So what are some of the things that this person uh, could do? Because actually, I'll see if I was on target or not. I'm sure I may miss some things, and I'll get some things because it was around the conversations, you know, that that he now needs to have with someone. And you know, his his uh, reticence. Well, do I bring it up? You know, and I said, yeah. well, yeah, you got to bring it up. You got to bring it up. You know, it's the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. And if you don't bring it up, he, I've I've found that there are several things that are going on. One is, you know, the other people may have wanted the job too. They may yeah. have thought they were more qualified than you. They may have applied for the job. They may have trained you. There could be all kinds of stuff in their head about why you got it instead of them. Right. That's problem number one. Problem number two is they may not want to talk about it. They don't want things to change. They know you're the boss now, but they just think, you know what, uh, we can still go to lunch every day. No big deal. It doesn't really change. Right. Well, it does change, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to mean we, it doesn't mean we can't be friends, but it means the relationship has changed. Right. And, and, and you hit the nail on the head. We have to be proactive as the leader. Right. We have to be proactive, and we have to let people know that we need to have this conversation. Um, and they may be in denial. They may not want to have the conversation. They may think everything's fine. But the longer we wait without having a conversation, the more chance there is for miscommunication, the more chance there is for misunderstanding, and the big chance that there's going to be some sort of problem. Right. And when we get right. to that place of a problem, then it, then it can be really a challenge. So, you know, take the great benefits of having a relationship, have an open conversation, and open the line of communication that says, you know, we need to have some boundaries between when I'm wearing my boss hat and when I'm wearing my friend hat, and they're not one and the same. And help people see that there are two roles and help them recognize when you're in each role. So um, just because this would be kind of fun, so, so let's say uh, I'm I'm a peer, and now you're my boss, and and so this is that you know the elephant in the room, and and part of that is I think you and I would kind of know what to say, but just so we can kind of even even role play this, how do you start that first conversation? Well, and, yeah, I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so, uh, so, uh, so Richard, uh, I mean, so uh, Kevin, you got a uh, a new position here. Well, you know I do, and, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And I think it's, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I think we need to have a conversation about, about our relationship because, I, you know, I, I think about some of the things we used to talk about, about the old boss, and that's me now. So uh, it seems to me there may be a number of things we ought to just have a conversation about. What do you think? Uh, yeah, 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 I, I'd like to. So what, um, you mean are things going to change that much? I mean, what, what, what kind of things do we gotta, what do you think are changing? Well, you know, here's the first thing. I've never done this before either, right? So as my friend, I hope that you can give me valuable feedback and advice. And, and, and this is new territory for both of us. I, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I'd like us to be able to continue to have conversations about, uh, about you know, what the boundaries are and what's, what's working and what's not so that we can maintain our friendship because I don't want to lose our friendship. I just f- figure that it's going to have to be a little different than it used to be even though I can't tell you yet exactly what that's going to be. Okay, good. All right, well, let's step out of this. So let me just highlight a couple things that you did, and just even in the role play, that were great, and then maybe you can kind of tie this back. Um, I've never done this before. That's so disarming, um, and especially if I'm your bud, you're going, wow, you're right. You know, let me, let me take it easy on you. 
Well, that's, that's an excellent point, right, because that helps them see it, right, because they're all thinking like, okay, here he goes, he's the boss now. But if, first of all, that's got to be true. If you've done the job someplace else before, you obviously can't say that. But right. not only is it disarming, which I think you're right it is, but it's also honest, right? There's right. a need. People sometimes think that once we become a leader that we're somehow going to be, be after the, the big old power trip and all those sorts of things. If, if we can authentically say, hey, I don't have this all figured out yet, um, that's a very powerful thing for us and them. Right. Well, and then the other thing that I heard you say, and this was good. Thanks for taking a little risk here and doing a do it live here. Um, that you don't want to lose this friendship. This has really meant a lot. So, I mean, two key words that I, mean, I hope our our sentences our listeners can use because those are those are very profound. Well, uh, thanks. And again, they've got to be true, right? And you know, the, the challenge with the role play is people can start picking about apart and say, "Well, that won't work in my situation." Right. But I think what we tried, we both tried to do, is come up with come up to principles, right? So the exact conversation is going to be impacted on the exact dif- situation, yeah, the relationship, yeah. how long, how much trust, right. um, all of those other things, like you know, did they want the job and all that other stuff. But I, but. But hopefully that little role play helps people get a glimpse of the direction that yeah. they might head. That they might head. The only thing I would, you know, say is that. Well, I think it was pretty accurate because you just, you didn't really broach the subject of what we needed to do. Right. We need to have a conversation. You just brought up the promotion, which is what people will do. They'll bring up the promotion, but they won't say, "Hey, I think we should sit down and talk about this." Right. So that's yeah. our entree to ask to make that comment when the other person makes this comment about the promotion. The other thing I would say about this is. What we just role-played really is, you know, it sort of just happened or I've just started the job. The reality is this is not just one conversation but probably several because yeah. rea- because over time you're going to figure out things you need to talk about mm-hmm. that you didn't even have a clue about, either one of you, at the start. No, that's good. That was the other thing. I mean, I just wrote down a couple things just that you said is is that we're going to have to continue to have this conversation. So so it's an ongoing process, just just like you're saying. It's kind of a It's kind of a journey. Well, that's good. So let's uh, we have to go to another break, and then we'll come back in and, and zero in on some more things. If you're going from Bud to Boss, uh, the, we're interviewing Kevin Eikenberry. His book is now uh, available at all the online uh, sources from Bud to Boss, and we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, 
Where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. G? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. G airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with Kevin Eikenberry. Uh, his book is available from BudToBoss.com. And, Kevin, uh, before the break, we did a nice little role play of just about one of the conversations, but you said there's five conversations. Maybe we can hear a little bit about what, what are those conversations. Yeah, I think that when we get into a new role, and this wouldn't only necessarily be your first leadership role, but in general, there, we talked about transition in relationships. I think there are five conversations you need to have. One of them is with your your friends, right? Another one is with your team. These aren't necessarily in order of of importance or time, but one is with the rest of the team that you are now leading, whether or not you you were a peer of them or not before. Um, The third is with your new boss. and The fourth is with uh, your new peer group because Mm. you have this other team you're a part of now, right, which is your new peers, and then with whom you may not have a lot of credibility or they may not know who you are, et cetera. And then the fifth one may or may not apply, but it's the conversation with your former boss because they may now be your peer. Mm. Uh, They may have gotten promoted when you got promoted. They may be gone, right? If they're gone, then this one may not matter as much. But if they're still in the organization in some way, shape, or form, your relationship with them also changes at least some, right? You don't report to them anymore, and sometimes that person has a hard time letting go of that fact. I've heard that more than once, right? So those, I think, are the, are the other four. We talked about the friend conversation. Mm-hmm. Those are the other four conversations that I think are really important for us to consider, and we need to have, and what I find sometimes really is that six, eight, ten months into a job, people are struggling, and one of the reasons is because they haven't had some of those conversations. Ah, that, that that's so true. So let's let's just kind of highlight a little bit maybe the conversation uh, with the team because we, you and I do a lot of similar stuff. It's so surprising when I go into a new team and you know or working with them and and have a team session. Some of the basic conversations just haven't been said. So um, so let's say you know now it's your team um, that you now have. You know it's a new relationship with the team. What's what's that conversation like? 
Well, I think some of the same things we, we highlighted in the, in the last segment, the whole idea of uh, to recognize that you're new. I think you need to talk about the fact that you're not the same person as the person before you. You may be following someone who was well-liked. Uh-huh. You may be following someone who was an institution. Yeah. Uh-huh. You may be following, like, trying to follow the great legendary coach, and now you're replacing that person, right? Right. Um, that may be your situation. It may be just sort of a neutral thing. But the reality is you're moving into the role. Someone else was in it before. You need to be uh, humble, and you need to talk about the fact that, hey, I may not do everything exactly the way they did it, um, and I'm am going to try to help us be successful. And I want your feedback and all of those sorts of things. If you have specific things that you're going to do differently, you need to talk about them. Mm-hmm. If you have specific expectations of mm. the team right. in terms of how they communicate, when they communicate. Yes. Um, that expectations around anything, you need to share them with them. And you want to find out from them their expectations of you as well. How can you hit the mark if you don't know what it is? How can they hit the mark for right. you if they don't know what it is? That's great. Well, that's typically um, you know, what I end up doing with groups is around the expectations. And so exactly like you're saying, and then you know, for the new boss saying, you know, everybody's trying to figure you out, why don't you help them? Why don't you tell them, you know, I hate email or I love email or whatever it is. Well, exactly you know, right. Exactly right. So, so help them out. And then the other thing that you said is really good is if you can, and sometimes this may need to be facilitated or the leader could do it on their own, what's their expectations of the new leader? Each person is revealing something about themselves, and, and for the leader, that's like the scorecard. Very true. Very true. And, you know, the other thing that I think that leaders, some, you know, you could almost misinterpret what I've just said um, to say that I now want, I'm not the same as the last person, so I wanted to leave my mark or I want to, you know, put my stamp on this yeah. team or on our work. And, and that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but we all know of horror stories of that where, where what happens is the team becomes cynical and say, well, this isn't about anything other than the exercise to make this, you know, so they can make their mark, get uh-huh. their next promotion, blah, blah, blah. Right. So while I think that's important to do, that shouldn't be the goal, right? It should be an outcome of what you do where that will happen. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one of the things that I've seen uh, done a, a couple of times that I think is really, really smart, and you may not have to take it to this to this length, but the 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 philosophy and the and the principle behind it is – extremely sound and that is the idea of when you first come into a new role this would be more appropriate probably if you weren't coming into a different team or a different organization but it applies anyway Uh, and that is when I first come in my first job is to listen I'm not going to make decisions in the first X amount of time I'm going to listen I'm going to get to know customers I'm going to understand work processes all those things even if you're on the same team you know again these new relationships need to form I'm I'm not going to make immediate rash changes. Even if I already have some plans that I want to make, I'm going to keep an open mind. I'm going to spend a lot of time in mm-hmm. listening and learning mode, and then we'll move forward once I've had the chance to do that, chance to settle in, right. for example. Well, that's good, and I think, like you said, that's in in the best of scenarios. Sometimes, you know, the new leader is, is compelled to make all these changes, but we're talking about in this situation, if, if, if there's not a crisis going on. Right, right, right. To kind of to kind of listen and really get to know you know who the people are and everything else. You know, here's the other thing. It doesn't mean that you're, you're going to sit back and not do any and sit on your laurels and not do anything. Right. There may be one or two areas where you need to make immediate action, take immediate yeah. action. But you might say, you know what, we're going to take immediate and speedy action in this area. But beyond that, 
I'm going to sit back and listen. Yeah. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to find out from you what you see. I want to get a, a more broad perspective, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't mean that we have to be completely passive. It means that we're clear with people about what we're doing and not doing and why right. we're doing it. Well, that's great. I think that's a, that's a really big point is just around clarity, is just saying what, what you're doing. Um, I remember working with a, with a leader, and, and he basically said to folks, you know, because everything that's going on, because uh, we're, losing, we're losing money here, I'm going to be more directive now, more directive than I need to be, but because this is what the situation uh, demands. You know, and people go, oh, okay. Okay. Most people realize that business isn't a democracy, and if, they, if you tell them up front yeah. and you say why you're doing it and you say it's only for this amount of time and it's this for this purpose, most people are going to say, you know what, that makes total sense. And while they wouldn't have loved that behavior at all until you explained it, once you do, they're on board. You know, and I'm sure you see this, Kevin. I say to folks, how long is it going to take you to do that conversation? You know, it's probably is five minutes, if that. You know? Well, it may be as, as short as what you just said, which is two sentences. Yeah. And how often, you know, you see it, I see it, people don't take the time, and I'm trying to make that, you know, more obvious here, that if you're listening to this, this is a couple sentences, a couple minutes, but it's 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 critical because otherwise it comes back like you're saying, Kevin, to haunt you because it hasn't been established. Yep, and so then people make all sorts of assumptions, right, about yeah. how you're going to operate and who you are and who do you think you are just because you're the boss now and all yeah. of that stuff, right? <laughs> there is so much there. This is great, and, and so I'm sure your your book is kind of full of all of this. Um, well, let's take one more uh, conversation. And so you said with your boss, and I just know from you know being in the literature, um, people their blood pressure goes up anytime they talk to their boss. Even though blood pressure is invisible, you know you don't know what's going up, but you talking to your boss, your blood pressure goes up. So, <laughs> so what would be, and maybe maybe just say, kind of what's the purpose? Then let's just role play this just for the fun of it. First, what's what's the purpose, and then I'll, then I'll play the boss. So why would you why do you want to have this conversation with your boss? Well, I want to have this conversation with my boss because uh, I, I want to understand what their expectations of me are. I'm in a new job, and I know that the job description is the starting point, not the whole thing, right? I want to know what my boss expects from me, what they like, what they don't like, how we can best communicate, how um, – Okay. How open to coaching me they're going to be or not. I mean, I do ask that directly, right? But there's a whole lot of things I need to know. I need information from them so I can be successful. Right. And, and, and again, I need to share my expectations with them. Like, you know, really, if you're my new boss, I, you know, I'm going to want your feedback. I'm going to want your coaching because I want to get better at this. And, and you've been in the role, and, I want, uh, and I'm asking for your help in order for me to be most successful. Um, so let me just kind of go through just for a minute. Well, well, so Kevin, we kind of put you in this role, uh, you know, because you know you know what to do, and and um, you know I I got a lot of meetings, and you know I can't babysit you. Well, I, you know I appreciate that, and 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 you know don't misunderstand what I'm asking. I I don't want a babysitter, and I certainly appreciate the fact that you that you have confidence in me. And what I know right now is that I don't know everything I don't know, and that there are going to be situations I've never found myself in, and I just would like to be able to know that I have your support and your wise counsel available to me so that, I, that I'm, you know, to help steer me in the right general directions. I, I have enough confidence to know that I can figure some things out. I don't want you to babysit me, and I'd like to know um, sort of how we can, you know, Find find a, a way to manage 
helping me improve in with how busy you already are. Okay, good, good. <clears throat> and you can see, you know, for, for you and for me, even being put on the spot is a little challenging like now. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, so how would um, – what would you suggest for someone? How would they prepare for that? Because you know, you know, you're kind of doing impromptu, and it's, and it's coming out good. Uh, <laughs> but for someone else, it may not come out as smooth. Well, yeah, you absolutely need to prepare for it, right? So you need to have a con- you need to think about what is it that you want to get out of this conversation or series of conversations. It may not all happen in one fateful meeting, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what are the things? So you want to? I think you make a checklist of the things you want to find out what their expectations are of you. You want to have a chance to talk with them a little bit about what you expect from them or hope to get from them. You want to get a sense of how are we going to operate together. Um, you know what is sort of our mo going to be. Right. Um, you know you want to just get you and you want to continue to build a relationship with them. Whether you had one before or not, it's changed. But you want to you want you know you don't need to have a 30-minute meeting just talking about the ball game or right. whatever and. We all know that relationships make a big difference, and so spending some time yeah. and doing some of that is going to be really valuable. And so making that a part of what you're doing is huge. Well, I think some of that, like we're saying, is is to kind of make it obvious. I love the expression, you have to name it to tame it. And so this is kind of making it obvious. And it may, almost I would hear the kind of the question to the boss being something like, "How can I be how can I be most successful with you?" That's a great. It's a great way to ask the question. It really is. You know, what does success look like for you, and how could I, how could I wow you, right? Um, yeah. What is what does being a rock star working for you look like? A hundred ways you can ask it, and and I think you asked it a really good way. Okay. Good. Good. Well, listen, we're gonna go to a break, and then we'll be we'll be we'll be right back. This is Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Kevin Eichenberg. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network let kathy greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 percent to 350 percent At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. 
That's h2cleadership.com. In the United States today, women make up the majority of the workforce and the general population. It's time to lead and leverage this influence. Succeed Like a Woman with host Rhonda Jones-Sparks will address topics that are relevant to women at any stage of their lives. From starting their career to leadership at the top, We'll hear from the most prominent women leaders who will offer support and guidance and common sense advice to help you fulfill your leadership potential. Tune in to Succeed Like a Woman with Rhonda Jones Sparks every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a lively conversation with Kevin Eikenberry here. And I'm sorry, Kathy is missing this, but hopefully she'll hear it. And uh, his new book... Listen, I'm the one that's sorry about that. I'd rather have been talking to Kathy than you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kathy's good. No, no, it's good. Kathy's good, and she asks good questions, and and I miss her too. So um, the book, From Bud to Boss, and the website, From Bud to Boss, and that's T-O, FromBudToBoss.com, and uh, let me just mention something that we'll get into some more things about the book. So just finishing up the last thing, uh, we just talked about conversations with your boss. You know, Kevin, I've seen this. You may have seen this research someplace. And this is a Harvard uh, Business Review study where the boss and the employee both independently wrote their top five responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Simple, simple exercise. And then they brought it back and had a pretty big sample size. And of the five, only one and a half of the five were the same. Exactly right, and that's why this conversation is critical, and people don't have it. That Both sides assume the other person knows. Right. And we all know what assuming can do, right? I don't need to spell that out. <laughs> exactly. we got it. Well, I think what's, what's so interesting, here's someone trying to get ahead, and they may be working on something that in their boss's mind is 8, 9, and 10, and they think it's 2, 3, and 4. Exactly. So a simple, simple piece. So in your book, you have the title, Phrase Remarkable Leadership, and I know that was the title of your other book, can you tell us what that means, and, and, and why is that in the title? Sure. Well, so there's two reasons it's in the title. One is, from a branding perspective, that's a big part of the, you know, the nature of my business. That's the word and phrase that we use um, is remarkable leadership. We have a whole range of leadership development tools and, and processes and membership levels to help people become more remarkable leaders. So th- I think the real reason for your question is, what, is that, what does that phrase mean? What it means to me is that if you uh, – in order for us to be effective leaders, people must follow us, right? And if no one's following us, you're not leading, you're just taking a walk. And so in order for people to follow, there, there needs to be uh, some amount of influence, some amount of effectiveness that we have that people choose to follow. And what I've found is that people choose to follow people that they find to be worth or worthy of following and so 
the word that I that I thought made sense in that regard was the idea of being a remarkable leader. If you're if you're good enough to follow, you would be someone that people might remark about or comment about or mm. say something about. You know, the definition of the word, right? Mm. And of course, the word remarkable tends to have a positive meaning uh, in the world. So we believe that we're in the business of helping leaders become more effective so they can have they can be more personally perfect, uh, effective, they can be create better organizational results and make a bigger difference in the world. And so the moniker that we've put around that really is becoming uh, being on the journey to being a remarkable leader. That's great. That's, that's, a great, that's a great word. And I think the other side I'm sure you go to is, you know, how do you leave your mark? And, you know, as we have this aging uh, population, people are more and more thinking about, yeah, how, how do I leave my mark? You know, what is my contribution? And so as, and a leader, as a leader, you're in a great position to do that. Well, the leaders in the world are the people that, that, that help make change, right? That, you know, the status quo requires no leadership. In other words, for us to make anything different or better requires someone leading us in that direction. So um, as we become better leaders, we have the opportunity to, to make a bigger difference in the world around us. Well, that's huge, and you're, you're making a, a big difference just in, in what you're doing with the book, but I know it's not just the book. So maybe you can say a little bit more, because you had mentioned earlier about the uh, community that you're having, and, and so kind of maybe sharing on, on maybe one, the vision, and then two, kind of the, the practicality. Sure. Well, we believe that um, a book does not make a leader, and a training course, although we do a lot of them, doesn't make a leader, right? That training is an event. A book is, reading a book is an event, but learning is a process. And so we wanted to create an online home, a place. A lot of times in organizations, uh, as a new leader, there aren't a lot of people like you around. So we wanted to create a place where leaders could go uh, and get more resources that leaders could potentially connect with uh, other leadership development experts to gain insight, knowledge, et cetera, get questions answered. And people could, you know, get their questions answered as well as getting additional resources. So we created the Bud to Boss community at bud2bosscommunity.com where people can go to get resources, where people can go to get asked questions, where people can go to get answers. And there's two levels of the community. Uh, There's a level that anyone could go to right now. Just go to the site and log in, and there's a lot of great resources, video resources, audio resources, special reports, and stuff that's available now, and and that list of things is growing and once you have a copy of the book, inside the book it gives you the keys to the kingdom, if you will, where you uh-huh. can unlock the, the, the second level of the community, which gives you act, greater access to a lot more stuff. And even in the book, we have 61, I believe it is, 61 places that we call bonus bites, where there's additional content that goes beyond the, the nature of the book, checklists, templates, uh, additional depth and resources and ideas and techniques and tools and strategies that are all and all that stuff's available in the community once you have a copy of the book. But there's great stuff there without the book. Uh, of course, we'd love to have you buy a book. But even sure. if you don't, uh, BudToBossCommunity.com will give you some great uh, insights, resources, and tools to help you on your journey to being a more effective leader. So, uh, just to clarify, so if you buy the book. And then there's a code or something in the back of the book that kind of opens up a different part of the yeah, book. Yeah, right? there's, 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 a, there's a way to, to log in, and absolutely. So it's a pretty straightforward process and, uh, and allows you to, to gain access to all the other stuff. That's great. Um, well, one of the things I just went on there now, 
Um, you got a, a great quote that I'm going to read from Jim Cousins. We interviewed Jim Cousins. I'll, I'll tell you about that in just a second. And Jim says about your book, making the transition from peer to leader can be a very perilous journey, but it's just got a whole lot easier now that Kevin Eikenberry and Guy Harris have written from Bud the Boss. It's an engaging read full of immensely practical advice and compelling real-life examples. You must take this book along with you as you start your new adventure into leadership. And Jim Cousins is definitely you know, one of the uh, key leaders in, of the leadership movement, probably one of the fathers of leadership movements, given his leadership challenge has been around. One of the things that, that he said, and you sound like you may know him also, that I think was so valuable, if in each interaction are you leaving that person feel more capable? Yeah, that's, an, that's, a, that's a critical thing. You know, as a leader, one of the big parts of our role is to develop other people, and that's one of the things we've never really thought about much before, before we got the, our first transition, right, our first promotion into leadership. And so um, Jim says it very eloquently there, and it's, it's very true, and, and that's one of those things that we have to really start to understand and learn. It's, it doesn't necessarily come natural um, when we've thought about being a, a, an individual contributor, but as we become a leader, it becomes a critical thing for us to consider. Yeah, right, right. Well, so um, what's the most important thing you think that, that we've talked about so far, you know, on the show? We've just got a couple more minutes, I'm sure, before we're, we're well, closed. Well, you know, I, you know I, I think if people that are – two things. If people are in this transition or are thinking about getting in, you know, are expecting to be promoted at some point, to recognize that it's not simple, to recognize that there are, <clears throat> excuse me, three – Three transitions, if you will. There's the transition of our mindset and perspective. There's the transition of our skills, and there's the transition of our relationships. I think if you get that, you got a good start. And the second thing is to recognize that many others who are listening may be leaders of leaders. You have supervisors that work for you, or you're trying to develop people into leaders. And I think that uh, the the concepts we've talked about today apply to you as well. Uh, being a more effective leader is an is a lifelong task and a lifelong journey. And so what we've tried to do, I think, and what we've done this, in this call is give people some ideas yeah. um, on how to do that more effectively. And we'd like to think that the book can help people, whether they're thinking about the transition, preparing for it, whether they're in the middle of it, or whether they're supporting others that are in the midst of it. Well, it's, it's a great topic. Uh, it can help what I was saying earlier about the brain drain, you know, and, and how do we quickly get up to speed these new uh, new brains, you know, along with great uh, leadership, remarkable leadership. And uh, so go out and get the book, and the website is from budtoboss.com. There's a lot of uh, uh, bonuses and free things that are on the site. So, Kevin, thanks so much for uh, taking the time and, and letting us know more about this. Really is my pleasure, and tell Kathy I said hello, and uh, look forward to, to being with you again someday in the future. Uh, thanks so much. All right, thanks, Kevin. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.